Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to uh, Monday, May 24th. Uh, missed everybody last week. I uh, hope you had a great week as the markets did have some bumpy days in there with some macro stuff and some earnings that came out. So we look forward to our conversation with Dave here in just a few minutes. But before we do that, let me just remind you again, I know it's been a week since you've heard me, but uh, don't forget that we do have to make sure that what we uh, have in terms of our portfolio and the risk we have there matches up with your risk number. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to, uh, to find out what your risk number is and to find out what the risk number is of your current portfolio. And with that, we will go with Dave. Fam, it is 38 here, 22 before nine. Time check in on your money. and. See what's going on on Wall Street this morning. Up front, not a whole heck of a lot because it's a relatively peace and quiet. However, we do herald the return of Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services, freshly back from the left coast and kind of a fresh outlook as far as how open we really are here in Highlands County compared to out in the left coast. Right, Philip? Absolutely, Dave. You know, we didn't make it all the way to the left coast, but we did make it to Arizona. And uh, it was, uh, you know, people just don't know how lucky we are here in Florida um, and, the, and the breaks we get, because even in uh, Scottsdale and even in Flagstaff, there was, uh, you know, wear your mask anytime you're inside. Um, so it, it's definitely a breath of fresh air to get back home and to, and to know that some of that's finally subsiding, at least here. Yeah, it's nice to have the option. I mean, I'll admit that when I go into the, you know, the Walmarts and the drugstores and places where it's real hard to stay any kind of separation, I'm still perfectly happy to wear a mask, but I appreciate having the choice. And we've had that here for some time. And there's a lot of areas, even in states like you were in in Arizona, where you kind of stereotype it as being a pretty libertarian area. But uh, no, we're considerably more open and considerably freer than they are, aren't we? We really are. And I'll tell you one thing that we heard quite a bit while we were out there is your governor needs to run for president. I, you know, I've, and it's, it, it's been kind of interesting. I, I was surprised when uh, DeSantis got into that kerfuffle over, uh, over the public stores getting the vaccination franchise. Even some of the Democrats over on the East Coast kind of jumped to his defense on that 60 Minutes piece. Uh, I, he may very well have a national future ahead of him. I think so. We could sure use four more years of him here to help. But, uh, hey, if we need him at a national level, if we can get him up there, that, uh, that, that might be a good thing. Yeah, he's, he, he's an interesting fellow on the political front. There's definitely a national uh, profile being developed for him. It's interesting that they're talking about him out in Arizona as well, because that's one of those states with such a well-established uh, Republican Party that uh, it's, uh, it's kind of interesting that uh, way over here on the East Coast, they're talking about him in earnest around there even. Yeah, that's true. And I think because, uh, from what we can tell, it just seems like it's only been about probably three or four months since they really opened up. Um, the service industry. So even there, the service injuries, uh, service industry had been kind of shut down. Absolutely. Talking about the industry shutting down and being quiet, it was a rotten two weeks on the uh, 
on the major indexes, both the Dow and the Standard & Poor's 500 both had two consecutive losing weeks. I can't remember a time that we had that happen since uh, we were in panic mode at the beginning of the uh, pandemic. I mean, one lousy week, but generally we'll recover a week later. This is two in a row and it's been mostly kind of just worries about interest rates, worries about inflations. And uh, it was it was kind of a volatile couple of weeks, even though I had some pretty decent reports out for the companies during earnings season that reported. The big ones all did what they were supposed to do. Walmart even gave positive guidance, which is one of the running jokes I've had for years. I think they have... Uh, I, I think they have Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh writing their guidance reports normally, and even Walmart was optimistic, but we couldn't seem to bring the markets up. Overall, we had two consecutive losing weeks, and that's a surprise. Well, it, it is a surprise because we have had good earnings. But, you know, one of the things that we have seen throughout earnings season is that it's been kind of a mixed bag as terms of what people see in the coming future. And let's remember that the stock market, is a barometer of what we believe things will look like six months from now. And so mm -hmm. I, I think that becomes part of the problem is that even though things look like they're opening up, there's still concern about inflation. Um, and, and I think that's probably a bigger concern that anybody wants to come out and really admit. And I, it's, it was illustrated really well last week. We had one of the Fed governors doing a rubber chicken speech, and he said that, uh, you know, with all of the uh, – all of the indications we got of the economy growing, unemployment looking pretty good and everything, we may need to change our stimulus plans a little earlier than expected. And almost as soon as he said it, Dow fell by 100 points. Tell me that's not an indicator that we're concerned about the, uh, about the future ahead of us. Oh, absolutely, Dave. You know, I mean, that's one of the things. I saw a headline this morning, didn't get a chance to dig down into the article, but um, you know, economists is predicting hyperinflation in 2022. Um, things like that will scare people. And, and whether it's, it's true or not, whether it will come to fruition or not, we don't know. But, but those kind of things are coming out. And, and they put people on notice that there's some possibilities out there that aren't good. Absolutely. And when we start talking about the notion of a, a return to inflation plus a bump in interest rates, something that we keep bringing up, yeah, a rise in interest rates can mess up some interest-sensitive indexes like the NASDAQ, but that also is the index that uh, determines what federal bonds end up paying when they get renewed. And it doesn't hurt to remind folks at this point in time, all those trillions of dollars we put out in stimulus dollars are on the federal credit card. If that interest rate goes up, that could cause us governmental issues for years in the future as well. Oh, absolutely. And that's and that is a big concern for a lot of folks out there is uh, as we continue to spend money. And, and so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what do the new packages look like? I understand there's been some trimming, uh, but even trimming, uh, you know, any additional money added is going to be debt that uh, somebody's going to pay back eventually. Absolutely. The fact that it's been relatively quiet out of Washington in terms of leaks out of the negotiations, that's generally a sign. At the very least, there's some movement going on between the two sides, and seeing them talking is kind of a nice thought. Uh, generally, the absence of news on things like that, I generally consider good news. Uh, got some good news to start out the morning that may or may not affect the markets today. Uh, Fed says that our virus count at the moment on a daily count for the uh, coronavirus new cases is at the lowest since the beginning of the pandemic before it really went crazy. 
You put that together with a little dip in the uh, Treasury yields and the interest rate worries, we might have at the very least the launching pad for some optimism for this week. Uh, and that would be a good thing, too. I mean, I think you're right. We, we continue to see um, some issues there, and, and we continue to see uh, some some good news in some ways, but not so good news in other ways. As we look at, you know, earnings and then the economy, and we don't have many numbers coming out, Dave. There's just not a lot this week that's going to give us much encouragement or discouragement, I guess you could say. It, yeah, it's going to be quiet, except for our routine unemployment count numbers on the uh, on the Thursday edition that we get. That's pretty much going to be the biggest market mover for the week. So it's going to be on the on the news tidbits that come out and the uh, fortunes of the companies and the re-ratings of the companies now at the end of earnings season that are really going to make a difference. It, it really is, and we continue to watch um, you know earnings. But I think the other thing is going to be is is does the virus continue to decline? which will be good news. I mean, for the economy, for a lot of things, it will it will be good news. And I think that will be a key thing that folks look at, as well as, you know, we got some new home sales come out tomorrow. We have consumer confidence comes out. Uh, those things will be, uh, be helpful, too. Yeah, relatively second-tier reports that might be much bigger market movers than they otherwise would be as we're in the final week of the month and lead into a three-day weekend as well. Well, that's true. And let's face it, we're, we're ending the basically the, the second month of the quarter. And then in June, you know, it's going to really tail off, right? We've gotten most of the news. So in June, it's going to be a, a few companies reporting here and there. Um, economically, I don't know there'll be much as far as a quarterly basis. There'll be month over month numbers that we'll look at. But uh, those things are all going to be more and more important as we come to the end of this quarter. Absolutely. As we mentioned, not a lot going on news-wise today. Some secondarily reports are going to end up becoming big at mar bigger market movers than they were expected to. I was kidding around when we first got on the phone this morning. I know things are slow when I talk about uh, Pampers making a hybrid, which kind of made me kind of wonder. If you're thinking about driving a hybrid, get your infant a hybrid. Pampers is, uh, <laughs> Pampers is going to announce an eco-friendly hybrid. It's a mixture of... Uh, disposable in cloth diapers, so now you can be trendy with your munchkins as well. And I don't see any change in Kimberly Clark's stock off of that, Philip. Doc, on it all, I figured that'd be earth-shaking news. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, a hybrid for little kids, it's got to be earth-shaking, right? <laughs> in more ways than one. Resetting the table for the morning, it was a mixed day on Wall Street on Friday before we closed up for the weekend. Dow was up 124 points. Standard & Poor's was off three and a quarter, which is still almost a whole steady day. NASDAQ fell 65 points on Friday. 45 minutes before real money gets thrown around this morning, Philip. What are we looking at in terms of indications so far? David, it looks like we're going to get a little bounce this morning as we get ready to start the day. We got the Dow up almost four-tenths of a percent. That's $131. The uh, S&P 500 up a little over a half a percent, uh, up uh, almost $23. And then we got the NASDAQ up eight-tenths of a percent. So everything looking good on that front. We switch over to the commodities front. Uh, <clears throat> we do have uh, silver up 1.3%, gold up a third of a percent. And then crude oil going up one point, almost 1.4% this morning, $64.44 a barrel. I, I do feel an obligation to point out, though, that I did keep us under $65 a barrel for most of the week last week. 
<laughs> well, I'm glad you did. Let's start working on it again so we can get it back down further. Yeah, I hear you there. I'll take what gold stars I can get away with. International markets, it was a mixed bag in the Asian rim. Hong Kong market's off by a little bit. The other index is up. Uh, European markets are up, not very much, but pretty much even green ink midway through their day by at least a tinge, like nine one-hundredths of a percent. Philip, we're in that time frame where uh, guidance helps even during a slow news day because the market has been anything but favorable to people that look at it day by day. How do I find you to make sure I've got the risk handled in my portfolio? Devin, give us a call at 863-382-0037. Catch us online at our website at statlerfinancial.com. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730. And then us back together again tomorrow morning. Glad to have you back, sir. Have a good day. All right, man. You too. Take care. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. From the pitch. Hey, folks. As we close out the day today, I hope that uh, your week gets off to a great start. And uh, I hope you'll join me again tomorrow morning as we look at what's happening. Maybe some earnings coming out tomorrow. I know it's a slow week. But, uh, hey, look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Take care, and until then, have a great day.